My grandma has always said, it's wonderful that you have so many friends, and I agree with her. During the pandemic, I realized how much I miss seeing the people who make my life so bright and interesting, and I wanted to find a way to introduce all of these stars to the world. And so I created this podcast. You, dear listener, will get a chance to be introduced to those who make my world hum with possibility. We will talk about serious things, silly things, sad things, glorious things, and things that make us feel alive. So settle in. It's just you and me. Oh, hello, Shiny. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded fake. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Tell me who you are and how, we, how do we know each other? Um, so my name is Shiny Jackson and I know Julie because her cousin <laughs> dated my brother-in-law. That's correct. That's it's, a very- it's been a love story ever since. It's been a long story ever since. How we was- didn't break up with each other when no, they broke up with each other. did not break up with each other. Tell me, it's, tell me how, how you would describe yourself. Um, well, I think that everyone could get a sense of who I am in the last 30 seconds. Um, there's no filter. I am very open. I, um, yeah, I'm an okay. immigrant Indian woman living in America. Let me just say, I'm an immigrant plus size Indian woman living in America. That's right. I like, I like that addition of plus size because, you know, you and I share that love for each other. Yeah. Taking up space in this world. That's right. That's right. We're taking up as much space as humanly possible and we're doing a great job at it. Um, So Shiny has actually been doing something that I would say is a duty to our country she has been working on uh, and getting, she has been part of the Pfizer vaccine trial for COVID-19. And so I know nothing about what she's been going through. And so she is going to tell me everything that there that I want to know about how in the world this works. So first of all, I want to know, how did you even start doing this? So one of the biggest things was, and I think a lot of people can resonate with this, is that like I have been feeling very hopeless. Um, to, to put this out there, I am privileged in working from home Mm -hmm. and was able to transition to working from home without any ease of pain necessarily. Um, and I've been privileged to keep a job through this whole time. Um, and yeah, so staying at home was like the one thing that I felt like the, the least I could do. Right. right. Um, and I still felt hopeless and I felt like that there was a lot of suffering out there. There's always a lot of suffering out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the pandemic just made it even worse for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I come from a very low income background. Yeah. Um, I, I know poverty and I know suffering. So to, to see how this pandemic has hit the people already impoverished is kind of, um, it hit me really hard. And 
knowing that like marginalized communities are not getting test centers to get vaccinated or to get vaccine tested yeah. or COVID tested, I'm sorry. And um, they kind of don't have a choice. Yeah. They have to work. They have I, to get, they have to, um, and- Deemed, and I think deemed essential workers, which is just such like, in some ways, a kind of a kick in the face, right? Of being like, right. yeah. Yeah, you're essential, essential, but <laughs> you're in danger every I single see. minute. Um, and I, th I think I also take this personally, right? Because my mom is a caregiver. Yeah. Um, she goes to senior homes and nursing homes. Um, and here's the kicker, she doesn't have health insurance. Yep. So she could get COVID and be hospitalized. And the biggest concern for me is that we would be bankrupt from all the hospital bills. Yeah. Um, right. right. So, so how did you find out about the vaccine trial? Like, how did you get into the trial? Because now, you know, I'm getting Facebook ads constantly about this, but like, I don't feel like this was something that was given to people, you know, as an option in the, I'm, I don't even know when you started a couple months ago, right? Yeah. So I, you know, that's a good question. So, um, I don't know exactly. So I just Googled it one day. Like, <laughs> Um, I don't know how the conversation came about, but I was talking yeah. to someone about it and I was like, you know what? I'm a Brown person yeah, and, um, I want, I want test results. Like I want vaccine trials to show up for Brown people. I don't want them. I mean, not to offend anyone, but like if the vaccination trial is showing results only from white people. Mm -hmm. and not marginalized communities, then we don't know how effective it is in marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I wanted to be one of those people and I have asthma. So I'm a high risk person um, and I'm overweight, right? So I have a lot of things that if it works for me, it could work for other people. Yeah, you're, you're, you're an important person for it to work for. Because you right. represent a lot of different people in the body that you inhabit. And like, that kind of sounds cocky, right? Like I'm- Oh, I'm you're super, your body's a superstar. I'm such a superstar. So yeah, I just Googled it. And yeah. then there is Wake Research. It's in Raleigh. Um, they, they had one. Also, um, just so like I'm being- totally transparent like I'm not totally altruistic there is some money into this so yeah, yeah. like I was like yeah let's get some money right let's do right. it yeah um so I googled it I filled out the app the application online uh -huh. and then they called me about a week later uh-huh and then I passed the first go around okay questions and okay. so like for, for anyone who's curious, I, my asthma meds that I take are a steroid inhaler that I take every day mm -hmm. and they had to call me back. So you can't be on any steroids every okay. day. Okay. And so the person calling me and asking me these questions was like, I actually have to go speak to a pharmacist because I don't know if a steroid inhaler counts as those steroid medications. Sure. Sure. Um, 
And even though it's an oral steroid, um, it's not like a pill that I take. So I qualify basically. Yeah. Um, and then they called me to set up an appointment. Um, and the first appointment is, was four hours long. Oh, okay. It was. Why? What did you do for four hours? That's, that seems like a long time. It's a lot of waiting. You're, oh. <laughs> you're waiting a lot. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like there's also COVID. So like you're having to like be careful. Um, but. So I, I basically took PTO for that again, mm-hmm. very privileged in the fact that I have PTO to take, to do this. Right. Um, and I took PTO and then went in there and, um, I waited a lot and mm-hmm. you have to take a pregnancy test to make sure that like, you're not pregnant. You have okay. to, um, take like they have to check your blood pressure and make sure like basically you're walking in there as like the least damaged that like your body can handle right so like the second time my heart was racing and they were like you actually can't go forward until your heart stops racing because like we can't do much so there's a lot of waiting um and you have to like pee in a cup or get blood taken or anything like that. Like, like, was there so, the first time, so the first time I walked in, I checked in, um, I was pretty nervous about being in a room full of people because COVID, mm-hmm. um, and, and then when, when was this, what, how long ago was this that you did this? So I did this the weekend before labor day, my first appointment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I walked in there, I waited for about 30 to 45 minutes. And they said they were running behind, um, because I was one of the, like my group of like people who were being vaccinated, Mm -hmm. um, are, were like one of the, they were just running the, starting to run the show. Is that, that's the best way to say it. Um, so then you go through your medical history, like mm-hmm. you already fill it out online, but they want to like, make sure that there's no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you go through your medications, like mm-hmm. every medication and dosing and milligrams with them. And then a pharmacist comes in and just kind of like looks over everything and makes sure nothing is going to interact. Mm-hmm. And then you go get your blood drawn. Okay. This was interesting because I didn't plan ahead and like, I next time. Did you faint? No, I'm not a fainter, but um, by the time I went to get blood drawn, I'd been there for two and a half hours and um, they couldn't get blood out because I hadn't had water in two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so then the phlebotomist is like, you are not the first person that this has happened to today. You're like the 20th person. Okay. I was like, like, yeah, I wish they had told me to like bring my water bottle. Right. Like I would have brought my water bottle the whole time. Yeah. Um, And she was like, yeah, I think we're going to need to start doing that. So, I mean, she was very talented and she got what she needed. (laughs) Uh, 
but it took several tries and she was like I just can't seem to get blood from you um and then I got a COVID test so every time I've walked in there I've gotten a COVID test um so like nasal like that thing that sticks all the way back in your nasal cavity right like that's what you've gotten yeah into your brain um (laughs) and I did it myself Okay. So they didn't do it for me. I did it myself. And then I, um, so from the time, from your COVID test, like the time your COVID tests negative, that's when they can like activate the vaccine. So I had to wait. What does like, that mean? I don't understand. So I think what it means is that it's, kept in a like freezer like of negative 25 degrees or 27 degrees okay uh, and it's taken out mm-hmm. it's like mixed solution with it mm-hmm. and then it's it's good for 30 to 45 minutes once oh. it's been activated I guess oh wait so you were at like let's say let's say you were at the 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 office right mm-hmm. you got you got the COVID test they would give you the results within like that period or would you have to come back to then get the vaccine no if this was all in just one four hour wow okay and then so were you now we also need to talk about control versus the real vaccine right because some people weren't actually get they're getting placebo is is that correct that's correct so um sorry for luna barking in the background right she's she's a special guest too she she's very special. Luna. Mom, will you grab her the glove? Um so what was I saying? Okay, so they activate control versus, you know, the, yeah, keep going about the about getting the vaccine, everything like that. They they act so I go into a room and this is let me tell you the first time in like six months at that point that I had been around strangers. Yeah in a group full of people that I felt safe, right? Cause yeah. they are all COVID negative. Right. <laughs> and, right. um, and it was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, this is kind of wild. Um, so that was kind of surreal. Yeah. Drank some water, finally. Good, good. Um, ate some snacks. Cause I was like, I'm actually very hungry. <laughs> uh, and like for future vaccine trials, bring a charger because four hours of solid phone time, your phone dies. Um, and it's a double blind. So a double blind means that the person injecting you the vaccine does not know what it is. So you don't know and they don't know. Correct. And there is just a chemist who uh-huh. gets the go ahead right? Like, so you do the COVID test, you do the blood test or your blood drawn, you go into the room, he comes, gets your paperwork or he or she comes, gets your paperwork. Um, that's his go time. Like, okay, I have 30 to 45 minutes and then someone injects you and you wait another 30 minutes to make sure there's no visible like interaction yeah okay and then you leave and it was is it a shot like a flu shot like it is exactly like your flu shot okay 
And when, so, so you get the shot, you have yes. no idea if you have potentially just gotten the COVID vaccine shot, what do they tell you next? What are you supposed to do? So um, while you're waiting, like after your blood test, they mm-hmm. have you install an app on your phone. Um, it's, it's my COVID diary. Okay. Um, and every- Please tell me it's really called my COVID diary. I think it is called a COVID diary. <laughs> okay. Um, at least that's what I like think it is. So it like, sounds like, like a, free, a free form, like show that would be called my COVID diary. COVID diary. <laughs> um, oh man, that that's like for 10 years from now, someone could make a living. That's, that. what I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so every week I get on there and I basically answer questions of like, do you have COVID? Okay. Do you have these symptoms? Like, do you have these symptoms? If you hit yes, you have further questions. I've never hit yes. So it's like, no. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good, good effort. $5 added to your account. Um, yeah. And like, they've given me like a thermometer and they've given me like, if I had like a swelling on my arm, like a meter to use. And their request was that I use the things that they give me yeah. for because okay. that's, that's how they can control and make sure that like nothing has changed basically. Right. Um, so if I wanted, if I had to take my temperature to use that thermometer rather than something else, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that was my first appointment. Now, did they, did they ask you, did they say to you, like, there is a possibility because, you know, like when you get a flu shot, it's sometimes you get like kind of fluey right afterwards. And then you don't actually get the flu. Like, did they say to you, Hey, you, if this is the COVID vaccine, you may feel blah, blah, blah. Like, did they, did they say when I I checked into the appointment, um, I was like, Hey, my name is Darshini. I have a three point three o'clock appointment. Oh, by the way, everyone, my full name is Darshini. (laughs) It is. Um, and they give you like a 60 page packlet package that oh, you okay. you have to read and sign before you are even seen which okay. is part of your waiting time right um yeah. and it talks about what phase one and phase two trial like vaccine trial members um oh. their symptoms were so what common symptoms had occurred with between phase one and phase two and what you could see and then so they let you know that Mm -hmm. they used saline for the placebo okay um and you were phase three it sounds like phase three yes and i did some research and there are i don't know of any current vaccine right now has like a different vaccine as the placebo um but ours was saline like the pfizer one was saline okay and um so after my first shot i had muscle soreness for about 24 hours um because i i read that it was like a flu shot it feels like a flu shot so i um took ibuprofen and um just kind of sort of the things that I did, right? Um, I had muscle soreness for about 36 hours and like just sort of a little achy, which Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I have the vaccine. (laughs) Um, 
And then a month later, I went in for my second appointment, which is the booster shot. So, so at this point, we're talking about middle of August, right? So Labor Day, Labor Day was Labor Day September. Whoops. Yes. <laughs> like, no, not August. So middle of so end of September. You're you're this is your second. I'm just trying to keep a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, so okay. so so first weekend, the the Thursday before Labor Day weekend, I, I got the vaccine. Right. Um, right. September 23rd, about three weeks later, I went in for my second appointment uh -huh. um, to get the booster vaccine another four hour appointment. I was, they, they went a lot smoother, like, or things just happened a lot faster. I drank water. Yeah. So that blood was drawn faster. Um, I feel I, really dumb asking this, but when you say the booster shot, is this what, because I know they've been talking about, we get, we would hypothetically get two shots. Correct. For the vaccine. So is that what you mean? Like, so the booster is just the second in the wave of the two shots that we would hypothetically be getting, right? That's correct. Okay, cool. All right. Um, and then this is where again, you still don't know. You still don't know if you've if you just like are placebo, or if you have the actual vaccine. Correct. Correct. So I got my second shot, and mm -hmm. this was where they were like, "Hey, your heart is racing. Are you okay. stressed?" And I was like, "I don't think so. Uh huh. I don't feel stressed." They were like, okay, well, so um, let's check it again in like 10 minutes. <laughs> they were like, we're not concerned, but we're also like, we can't really let you move forward until your heart stops, which is like no pressure, right? Because when you tell someone to like get your heart stop racing, you're like, okay, no big deal. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so my heart stopped racing apparently okay. or a decent number that they were, that they we're fine with. Um, I got the booster vaccine and um, I didn't follow like the same protocol. I totally forgot to take ibuprofen the next day uh -huh. or right after. And it was a Friday morning and I woke up feeling like a truck hit me. Really? And I was just like, am I dying? Uh -huh. I was like, I know it's not COVID because I got tested last night and like, there's no way from like last night and being in my house to this morning, like I have COVID. Um, and it just, it didn't feel COVID if that makes sense. It felt okay. like a flu, like flu-like symptoms, okay. okay. which is why I believe I have the vaccine. Um, <laughs> okay. Because that lasted about 12 about 24 hours like the friday after the booster kind of kicked my ass and i think the reason it kicked my ass is because i didn't stay on top of my ibuprofen yeah like i normally do with a flu shot anyway right okay. um, and i was just like talking to my pharmacist friends right because that's one of my backgrounds so i have this knowledge of friends who i was like hi friend <laughs> to me and she was like it kind of sounds like you have a vaccine and I was like that's what I'm feeling yeah. you know like that's kind of what I'm feeling like just just really achy and like all I wanted to do is sleep yeah. and like really just really just wanted to sleep um and so yeah so then a month later so mm -hmm. now we're in October October 
23rd or 24th, uh-huh. I had my third appointment and that was just like an hour long appointment. There was nothing crazy. They just drew blood. Okay. Um, and then I don't see them again until March. Really? Wow. And they, what they told me was that if, um, if the vaccine, if a vaccine is released Mm -hmm. before my next appointment, they will break the blind because ultimately they want people to be vaccinated. Right. So, right. Um, and if they break the blind and you have the placebo, they're pretty sure that they'll stop following you basically. Sure. Okay. Because this trial is for two years. Wow. So if you were vaccinated, then even if I get to go and get the vaccine, you will still be followed for two years to see what happens. Correct. Yes. Um, well, they said they might. They still yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. follow the vaccinated people. Right. So get. were you surprised that they that they like? I mean, I felt like it was almost like a bombshell when they were like, Pfizer has a vaccine. You know, like I don't know. I I was shocked that that was what was it a couple of weeks ago at the most that that was yeah. that was all of a sudden dropped. It was right after the election. November eleventh, right? Like November ninth or the eleventh. Right. Uh, As someone who is, is part of the trial, were you shocked about that? No, I mean, I, so I think, I think my background in pharmacy um, is very like, I think it helps me ask the right questions, I guess. Sure. If that makes sense. So like I read articles, I, um, I like, am interested in them. So then I ask questions. Um, like I, again, this is why you have pharmacist friends at disposal because then they ask, you can ask them the, the stupid questions and they're like, well, you're dumb. That's not how that goes. Um, or they could be like, not good not you just, you're not knowledgeable because you're not a pharmacist. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they would call me stupid. It's fine. <laughs> I call them stupid too. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've called them worse than that. So like, <laughs> I would, it, it would not hurt my feelings if they called me stupid. Fine. All right. Fine. You're strong enough to know you're not actually stupid. I know. Yeah. 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 Or maybe, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, I am stupid about this. Was it going to just answer the damn question? Oh, so how do you feel? So are you, are you glad that you did this? Like, does this make oh. you feel like you, you've come, you've kind of like, you know, been a part of history yeah I mean that's kind of fun right so actually I didn't think that much of it but like I've been like telling people right like hey so this this cool thing um and they're like oh my god Mm. you're like giving your body to research and Mm. I was like I mean yeah like women really don't have a choice right so like might as well do it willingly like Yeah, that's very true. Has like, it made you, has it made you either, and I know, you know, you're coming from a pharmacy background. So like, are you more respectful of the process? Have you, did you already know, you know, like, I feel like if I was part of this, I'd be like, wow, like maybe the system does work in some ways, you know? So but, I am a firm believer of the system working. 
Yeah. You know, if that, if that makes sense, like I'm a firm believer that science works and science will do what science needs to do. Right. Um, I would love for the outcome of these vaccinations to go towards marginalized communities. I love for them to go towards essential workers. Yep. Um, like my husband who works from home, should he get vaccinated before someone else who is exposed all day before every day? Your mom, right? I mean, you have, you have a vital, like you have, you have actual people in your life that hypothetically should be vaccinated in a certain order, right? Right. And I, like, so like, yeah, I, um, so I also have a few friends. So I have a friend who's in Seattle or like a former coworker who's in Seattle and we've been keeping in touch because um, he used to be an architect at my current job and he moved to Seattle and we've kept in touch. He's part of the Moderna vaccine trial. Interesting. Okay. Is that the Dolly Parton one? That's the only reason that's, why. I, right? That's the Dolly Parton one. It's also the 95% effective one. Okay. And what's Pfizer right now? What's Pfizer's percentage? 90%. Okay. And also to give this Tell side of reference. Yeah. Um, so flu shots are about 40 to 60% effective. Oh my gosh. Oh, so, so this is good. <laughs> and again, a frame of reference, the measles was about 97% effective. And it basically eradicated measles. Right. So 95% and 90%, these are really good signs Mm -hmm. that that what they're doing works. What I hope doesn't happen and what I like feel like will happen, but I really hope that it doesn't happen is Mm -hmm. that CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer sell this for a high cost. Because again, like the healthcare in our system, in our U.S. system is fucked up and big pharma makes a lot of money. And I'm not saying that like, I don't know. I just don't feel like- There's a likelihood. There's a likelihood that that could happen because of the system, the healthcare system that we have. But hopefully people will be altruistic and understand that this is, that society is more vital than profit at this point. So like I, um, at my like first appointment, I was like, so talk to me about how they're going to distribute this yeah. vaccine. And yeah. she was like, you know what? No one's ever walked in here asking these questions. And I was like, well, these are the questions that I'm concerned about. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, so I, I have a husband, but like, I'm like the least risk of like, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. right? Like. I just have a partner, but like my body, if something happens, knock on wood, they're less than say a parent or a mm. grandparent who mm. who's part of the vaccine and something happens to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I don't really necessarily care what happens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that why you did, is that a part of why you did it too? Cause you knew that their dependency on you is lower than other people. So absolutely. I mean, I, so like, 
I'm also going to say this. Um, I really don't care if John doesn't care. <laughs> I do this. John, who is John? John is my husband. He's my partner. <laughs> I've been trying to correct myself. He's That's my partner. Yeah. Um, because I feel like partner is more equal term language than and non-binary language. Um, right. You would have a conversation partner. with John, but at the end of the day, Shiny's going to do what Shiny wants to do. And yeah. And right. so, but if I had kids, mm-hmm. uh, if I had dependents that depended on me to exist and live in this world, yeah. I'm not so sure. I mean, I still probably would make that decision, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have the lowest risk, right? Like yeah. no one's depending on me to survive. Yes, that's true. I mean, that's, it's a, that's a, boy, that's a conversation for a whole other pod. That's a whole other conversation. Right. Um, yeah. it would suck for my partner, but like, right. I think that if I, so I think part of the reason I felt so comfortable doing this was because of being like, I mean, it's also phase three trials. So yep. Yep. we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people versus like phase one or phase two, right? Those right. people, those right. people took some risks. Um, and so I, I personally, and this is just for myself, I don't know that I would say that I really took a risk because I know that like by phase three, they're, they've ironed out the hard parts mm-hmm. of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're more so talking about like ratios, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've, right. they've ironed out the ingredients that make this vaccine. Right. They're not injecting right. you with like random ingredients. Right. They're perfect. They're perfecting the cookie recipe, right? At that point. They're not, right. they're saying, they're saying what, which chocolate chips are going to make this the most delicious? Not necessarily, should we make cookies? <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. And, and I will say this because I know I sounded really callous being like, my partner doesn't have a say. Um <laughs> I think that if it was like phase one or phase two, I think it would for us be fair because like, like in relative, he is dependent on like our finances are meshed together. There's a lot of us together. So there is a higher risk and we would have to have a conversation of like, should this happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's that's totally right. And I think it's very valid for you to think about that and to think about, you know, the people in your life that are maybe not dependent on you for their life, right? But dependent on you emotionally and physically and, you know, I think that and monetarily. And I think that that's, you know, there's validity to that always, right? And I think that sometimes people discount because they only see like the outer, you know, the outer view of who you are and what your familial relationships are, whatever. Right. So they assume things like people are, people are, you know, there's this hierarchy of disposableness. And I think that that's, again, it would be a fascinating conversation to have, um, especially with a couple of people just about that. Cause I think, I think there's a real, we talk about that a lot. It like coded language in, in the States. Definitely. I think for most of the world. Right. But there's a hierarchy of who's more important, right. Dependent on their role, um, in families and everything, um, which is valid and it's not valid. And oof, 
Yeah. So anything else? So the, the last question that I want to ask you about this before you get to ask me a question about anything that you like in the whole world, um, that is your privilege as someone who I got to interview. Um, were you ever fearful when you did this? Did you ever have a doubt that maybe you shouldn't have done it? No, okay. not really. Um, yep. There was a moment of like, after I got that second booster and mm-hmm. I um, was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, and I really wasn't going to die. I'm just being dramatic as usual. Um, <laughs> it was more like, it was more like, I should read up more on this. <laughs> Right, like I'm an educated woman and um, maybe being more knowledgeable on this is kind of the way to go here. Probably should have done it before I started this, but too late now, let's get educated. Um, (laughs) So there was more of that. Okay. Right. And, but I will also say that that's part of who I am. Right. That, that the, the regret part is, I think says more like no regret part says more about who I am as a person rather than like someone else who could have regret. Um, mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. downplaying their regret. It's more okay. of that. I am such an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I come to a decision. Um, You've already thought it all through. You're done. Yeah, I've already thought it all through. And I've always believed that like, like regret is just kind of stupid mm-hmm. um in my life just because like I can't change anything about it no. and um I'm like way too practical and logical mm-hmm. um when it comes to that kind of thing so like if I've made a decision and it's a bad decision I'm gonna like deal with the consequences right, right. yeah and yeah. then move forward from that um so like again the no regret part just comes, I think, mainly from my personality and how I work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather yeah. than like someone who, and also I, I don't have a lot to lose here. Um, I'm, I'm making money. Um, every visit I go, I, I make money. Every diary entry I put, I make money. So it's just like, so this is fun. That's why at the beginning of all of the all of all of the uh, you know ads on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and literally everywhere it says you know and you could make blah 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 money and I'm always like hmm I so could. I mean okay, so like we kind of like shut down like fun stuff like fun money uh-huh. when COVID started because we went into like panic mode and as I think the rest of the world who was privileged enough to do that did um. And so this was like, oh, well, I need a winter jacket, mm-hmm. yeah. which is not really fun, but like. Oh, it's fun for an adult. Believe me, when I got to go to Ikea a couple of weeks ago and spend a hundred dollars, that was like, I felt like I was going to a never ending candy store. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> you know, like I needed new bras and panties and I was like, this Thanks, would be good money to use it. <laughs> um, and it's very expensive. So yeah. this would be the time to do it. So yeah. it just gave me a chance to spend money without feeling guilty about like mm-hmm. counting every penny. 
right? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, it's not really something that we're accounting for. So right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so and but like also a couple of times it's like if we're right between paychecks um and like it's right before payday and we all know how scary right before payday gets mm-hmm. it's made a grocery tab right like yeah. yeah it's just helpful so like yeah people who say that money is not a motivator are extremely rich <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. right. right. Like, I will have to like, I can't not say that money was a motivator because money was a motivator. Sure. I think all, I think what you said was, was correct. All the, all the factors that you saw, but I do think that the, the primary of, of feeling helpless, helping, you know, trying to help people also trying to be someone who is, you know, multiple minority statuses, be able to say like, this is a vaccine that works in bodies like mine, right? I think that that's a really valid thing that a lot of people aren't always thinking about. So I I commend you for doing it, and I'm I'm really grateful that you've you've wanted to share this. And so um, you get to ask me in my I'm calling it my moment of vulnerability. Um, one question that you've either always wanted to ask me, or you just in this moment feel like you'd like to ask me, and I will answer it. Okay, um, so really quick, I'll mm-hmm. tell everyone who's out, who's listening, um, you know, all two of them. So like you and me, um, <laughs> don't be scared of science. Like <laughs> read, read all the, like- This is your PSA. Like if you are scared of the flu vaccine, yeah, I have thoughts on, on that, but like, do you, but like, don't, be afraid of this vaccine. And maybe we can, with the, when I post this, we can post, you can, you and I can look up some really good, like why you should get vaccines sort of knowledge that we can. Yeah, and I'm absolutely like happy to talk to people who want to know more about it, but just, just know that like, if you're looking for life pre-COVID, my research and like, according to the CDC website, vaccines, this vaccine plus the mask is going to get as close as I can get to hugging Julie again. Right. So, you know, for me, it's like, why, why, why not? Right. That's a pretty small price to, to pay, to be able to like be close with your people again. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, so for me, I like, and so I wanted to this today's topic to be about that because I I do think that there is a fear about it mm-hmm. and and I I want to talk about my experience because I'm gonna say I am a plus size woman mm-hmm. I have asthma um, and I mean I work out I do Pilates whatever um, I I eat a lot um, I love to eat. You can probably kidnap me offering me food. Um, and I'm like a brown person. So yeah. if you fit these categories and are worried about the vaccine, like don't be. Yeah. I'm fine. It's six, yeah. like it's like three months later. I'm still thriving. You're still thriving. <laughs> okay, PSA. Ask me your ask me your question. Okay. Um, 
gosh i didn't know i had a question i know i'm sorry you sprung this on me well you're smart Um, okay so like how how are you (laughs) since hey don't laugh hold on um (laughs) um i've also been using a as like a command apparently I don't know my English language. <laughs> COVID has like, kind of reduced it. Um, <laughs> how have you felt since since coming out? Oh, like, how are you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. How's your mental health? I guess. How's my mental That's health? Really honestly, honestly, like my mental health is the best it's been in decades. Mm -hmm. Um, because as you know, and probably many people who are listening, the six of you, um, I am now on, uh, what is it? Uh, Celexa. Um, it's like anti-anxiety, anti-depression meds, which I definitely have a combination of both. Um, I think that coming out, um, was freeing for me in a way that I never experienced never thought it would be. And I think, I mean, in some ways I feel like I should just do like, have like a couple people on this pod and just be like, let's just talk about this because I, I think, I think the way that a lot of people think about coming out and I, I am not trying to devalue anyone's story, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's a roadmap like to any of it. Right. And so I'm going to be 41 in a month. And like, so in my 40th year, I'm coming out as queer like that. I think nowadays seems a little like, what? Like, why didn't you just know this? Right. And maybe I always did. And I didn't realize it. Um, Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Like, I don't really have any answers. you, You felt like, so I feel like there's also a part of it that's like, you don't have to say it out loud to acknowledge it yeah I don't know I don't know and then yeah and I think that there's there was a freeing of but also being able to say it because I think that you know as someone who is not partnered it doesn't have children is like old you know I think people are just like what the fuck is her deal right and I'm not there's no part of me that's like, well, I'll just say I'm queer to like clear up the air. I mean, no fucking way. Like that's actually makes it more complicated. But um, I do think that I've in my entire life, although I think I tried to, to, you know, mold myself into a certain way. Like I never, I never was like straight. Like <laughs> I've never been someone who is in any, in any like definition of the word, I've always been on the margins. I've always been, you know, I've always surrounded myself by people who are not like the people that I grew up with. Those people are wonderful, but they're very homogenous. And I just never had the language for that. And I think that my, my sexuality and my interest in people, um, I have become more evolved and more comfortable in saying what I want and what I need, because for so long, I lived into this notion that I had to be this certain way, um, you know, married, married at a young age, children, the house. I never thought about career. I never thought about any of that stuff. Right. And now I'm like, 
I'm like, of course not, because you've never been that way, but you tried to fit yourself. It was, you know, fitting your, my, my, my puzzle piece into a puzzle that didn't want me. Right. Um, yeah. and so it's freeing as fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's also sure, weird because sure. I feel like, I feel like people are now like, well, where's your girlfriend? And I'm just like, well, that like, yes, that's a part of this. But like, I think that I'm in some ways, my queerness also comes out of the idea of do I need a partner to exist in everyone's world? Because I think yeah. that that's, I think that that's really something that people don't understand that they do to others is completely devalue their, their existence by only focusing on who surrounds them. Right. And I mean, this, this sort of experiment that I'm doing with this podcast, like there's a part of it that's proving like I have a fuck ton of people in my life. Right. Like I have yeah. 60 people who want to randomly do some weird podcast with me. So like, don't talk to me about not having partnership because it might just look different from someone else. And I do think that for me, I've really realized that I, for once in my life, have stopped taking in what everyone is putting on to me and have started being like, that's not me, that's you, that which is legitimate and fine, but you can't tell me, like for Christmas, I'm not going to be going home. And like, people are like, aren't you going to be sad? And I'm like, I'm going to be sad because I'm not going to be doing something that I've done for 40 years but I'm actually really, really happy with myself. So like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not going to be missing human companionship because I'm fine. Right. And I think other people don't feel that way, which is valid, but it doesn't mean that that's how I feel. And so that's, I think that's where I'm like really finding a lot of strength and like healthiness in myself, because I'm just like, no, like that's not, I, I am not that anymore on maybe I've, and I never have been, but I've, it's just taken me a long time to uncover that. Right. Um, and I'll, and I'll say this really quick and in, into yeah. what you're saying, um, yeah. about like identifying someone and feeling attractive to them or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. So I've feel like I've done the same sort of growing that you mm-hmm. have. Um, and this is definitely um a conversation for another day like mm-hmm. we could really do another recording of this because I think people could learn from both of us talking about our experiences and our growth this year yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things was like so John and I are on TikTok because you know stupid videos that of dog and cat it's pandemics medicine. I swear to you. TikTok is so hard. TikTok so is the hard. quarantine or is the quarantine medicine that we needed. Right. Um, so then he he's like, we're cooking together. And he goes, oh my God, shiny. There is this beautiful man on here. Mm-hmm. And he shows me him. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he could be part of my top five any day. Uh, and he was like, yeah, me too, man. Um, <laughs> Which like lent a, lent us into this conversation of like I definitely identify as a straight person, yeah. um, and he identifies as a straight man. Mm-hmm. However, like we were drawn to each other because of like our souls mm-hmm. attracted each other, mm-hmm. um, and how that's like like 
you know, like I was just like, I don't, I mean, like if I wasn't with you, I don't know that I would like put a classification on how I feel Yeah, um, because like, I've always, like you said, it's, I've always been more attracted to souls mm-hmm. that resonate with me Yeah, than, than like person, like than like physical things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, first of all, there is a lot of beautiful beings on TikTok. <laughs> Lord have mercy. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of beautiful acceptance too. Right. And like yeah. difference is 1 million percent celebrated in a way that I don't think it, I mean, maybe we're shifting, but yeah, I, I really, I agree. I think, I think that I'm, I'm actually very glad that this conversation is continuing to come up with people and to think about, you know, who, who we're attracted to, why we're attracted to them, what makes us attracted to ourselves, right? I think that's a big part of the conversation that's not really there. Um, and it's part of your soul, right? Like, I, I totally believe that souls attract one another. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, so, and in both romantic and platonic ways too. Right. I think that right. I feel but that, I also think that there is romance in friendships and there's oh, romance yeah. in, like, in like day-to-day in neighbor, like in partnerships, right. Like there's romance in that because like romance is ultimately like intimacy. Yeah. Um, and I believe that there is like, moments that we share with the people in our lives so like it's just so like 12 years ago I don't think John and Shiny would have this conversation uh, <laughs> right that is we've always been this people but to like be able to say that out loud right yep, yep. well Shiny thank you always for yeah. we're not we're not sharing a um beautiful charcuterie tray right now and drinking oh wine together Prosecco. Um, someday we can hug if everyone will get the vaccine when it is available and we'll also put their masks on. Yes. Um, so, I'm so yeah. grateful to you. We'll sign up for, for the other topics that we both love to talk about. Yeah, we should. We should. All right. Thank you so much for everything and I'll talk to you. I love you and Luna oh, loves you. you. And um, yeah, I'm going to go take care of her now. <laughs> Great. Pet little Luna for me, please. I will. Bye, love. Bye. Bye. I am so lucky to know such incredible, thoughtful people, and I thank you for listening. Come back soon for another episode of It's Just You and Me.